Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Voice Hugs, a podcast on becoming your best self and embracing all seasons of life with open arms. This is your host, Vivian and Rowena. Hello. If you guys are watching the video, we are yet again matching twinsies for the day. Rowena, what has been new with you this week? I've been traveling a lot and I'm very grateful for all the travels and the chance to travel. Your girl is tired. (laughs) So I went to Paris, was in New York for a week, went to Vancouver for my college friend's wedding, which was lovely, and then went back to LA for a few days, and now I'm back in New York. And after flying back to New York, I promised myself I'm not going to travel for the month of August. And then I just booked flights last night to come back to LA. But it's for it's for family, like a very important family thing. So mm. it's fine. But ah, your girl's tired and feeling <laughs> very not present. I think especially because the last few years we haven't been able to travel. And then now yeah. you're going back and forth, coast to coast, to Korea, yeah. to Paris. There was a lot of traveling this year. Yes. And then I was sharing with my team this past Friday and we talked about how you know the illusion of freedom that freedom can also be a trap and I feel like sometimes it is a trap because when you travel you can't you don't have your routine and I think Mm -hmm. that's why I like haven't been feeling grounded I think mostly spiritually because like spiritually influences everything else but you know it's the weekend I have the whole rest of the day after we record free not going to do anything, just going to stay home, <laughs> and I'm very much looking forward to it. How was the wedding in Vancouver? Mm. I feel like it's wedding season, you know, in addition to, like, everyone now traveling. Yes. I feel like everyone is also having their wedding this yes. year. Yeah, Especially how the ones that were pushed back, like, two, three times. Yeah. Um, and also summertime, I think. It's great for wedding, but wedding was, it was very beautiful, I love love and like I love seeing love so it was amazing and it was my James and Mai's first wedding (laughs) since we met at a wedding oh like over two years ago Uh uh-huh so then it was just I don't know it was just very sweet and like the couple who got married who's 
wedding we went to, they're also there and they're just like, so do we get like a commission or like, is there some sort of <laughs> kickback for, you know, like setting you guys up? Um, so that was really nice. And I think it just made me reflect on, you know, relationships, love, my future and just my past and how it took me many, many years to get to where I am today. If you include my single years, it took me almost eight years to get to where I am today, where I still sometimes feel like I'm chaotic and crazy and like the the drama, if you will, (laughs) in the relationship. But to be with like a very loving partner and significant other, (laughs) I'm very grateful. And James is probably going to be listening and I'm spitting everywhere (laughs) because I'm just not. All right. James is going to be smiling when he listens to this. You look so happy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy for you. I forgot that. I forget that you were single for six years. That's a long time. Like literally not dating a single soul for six years, which we can probably talk a little bit more in today's episode <laughs> yes but before then viv how was the past week two weeks for you you were also traveling yeah i feel like whenever you travel i end up traveling or like <laughs> vice versa we're always yeah. traveling at the same time so i went to seattle perfect time to go in seattle during the summer it was like just really beautiful, sunny, so many trees. It was so green there. But this trip was special because I went to meet my boyfriend's family, parents for the first time. (gasps) (laughs) 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 Yes, you can tell that I'm, I was pretty nervous walking into it, but like, it was such a great week. Um, It was better than I could have expected they were so warm and so welcoming and I think it's always scary meeting your significant other's family you want them to like you you don't want to feel judged you want them to accept you and you also like you know if especially if family is so important to you you want it to go well because their family is your family too and so overall I had a really good time, and I really, really, really liked his parents, and I hope they liked me. Oh, I'm sure they did. Yeah, like, I can't wait to go back. Hopefully I get invited back. (laughs) You know what I just realized is, like, a random side tangent? Vancouver and Seattle are actually, like, they're not, like, the same, but it's, like, Pacific Northwest, like, super beautiful Mm -hmm. during the summer. Yeah. Um, And that was your wedding. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Quick question for you. What did you think was going to happen before actually like going into it? Because I just, I love listening to the voices in your head because they're so relatable. (laughs) So, um, okay. Yeah. So before flying there, okay. I always had this impression that like in-laws were hard to get along with and maybe it's from my own personal experience of just seeing like my parents interact with like each other's families Mm -hmm. and then on top of that I have this like preconceived notion that 
people can be judgmental or critical. And so the week prior to going to Seattle, I was kind of freaking out. Like I kept going to my boyfriend. I was like, are my nails too crazy? Like, are there too many sparkles on there? Should I cut my hair? Is the bottom of my hair too dry? What clothes should I pack? Like, should I pack more conservative or should I pack more like casual? Do I don't want to be too show offy, but I don't want to look like a bum. But you know, and I had like all these and these questions would come like sporadically throughout the week. Every time he responded, he was like, what are you talking about? Like, my parents are so chill. They don't care what you wear. They don't care about your hair. But I think, like, bringing all of that anxiety and just nervousness and kind of just assuming that they were going to be that way and then all of a sudden meeting them and they're, like, the warmest, kindest, nicest, most accepting. Like, I just felt so comfortable there. I felt really good about all of that because I think my family can be a little bit that way and that's where I learned it from so it was really refreshing to meet another family like that (laughs) yeah and let me just say knowing you and the journey that you've been on as well although you weren't a monk (laughs) for five six years it's just that's not I don't I don't think that's normal But um, knowing the journey that you've been on and how, although you weren't closed off in the way that I was closed off, you were very, you worked very hard on yourself all of 2018 and a bit into 2019. Yes. I will love for you to kind of paint the picture of where you were then and how you're able to transition to where you are now because we have a really good question one of our listeners that you can maybe also share should we just introduce the question and then we can talk let's about do it? it yeah all right so this is from we're gonna call her k the email reads recently i have been feeling as if i can never let myself be with someone romantically because there is so much of the inner work or healing that i need to do beyond what a lifetime can offer It at times begins to feel like I need to protect others from myself. It creeps into relationships beyond romantic. This just reminds me of Rowena, like the six years. (laughs) Anyways, I understand part of it is my fear of abandonment, a fear that if I can't be perfect or good enough, that I will be tossed aside, which is why my attachment style flip-flops between anxious and avoidant frequently. And why I cried and felt so touched listening to Vivian's story about her friends making her a cake of their memories together or a coworker remembering she liked to bake, stories about feeling seen or just being yourself. Is this a normal thought to have during the inner work journey? I don't want to push those I love with my flip-flopping attachments, but I'm scared at both ends. For example, my mom has been the one who did everything for my brothers and I growing up after our dad left us. She's the person I think of immediately when I imagine the most beautiful person in the world. Whenever she needs help, I'm there. But when this, quote, protect others from you, end quote, thought washes over me, I get filled with a sense of guilt that I'm still not doing enough to give back to her. It happens even with friends. I know they won't abandon me out of the blue one day, but I can't seem to shake off this feeling of protection. How do I work to heal myself on days when it hits me the hardest? Dun dun dun! So much to unpack here and so much of both of us in here. So, so, so much. Okay, so your original question was like painting a picture of Vivian in 2019 versus Vivian in in 2022. 
So I think like even just looking at this question, um, this is so relevant for me in 2019. So to paint that picture, in 2018, I, me and my second boyfriend broke up. So this was the second relationship that I ever had. And when that breakup happened, I perceived it as it was my fault. Like, these two failed relationships were because there was something wrong with me. And because of that, I'm going to buckle down and work on myself and solely focus on improving and like being a better version of me. I'm going to cut everyone out of my life. And I made a promise to myself that I was going to be single for all four seasons in the year. That, that was like something that I was set on. And so at that time, I think I was 26. I I moved out to LA. I was like, I'm going to just first clear out my physical space. Like this is going to be a new environment for me. I started going to therapy. I read so many self-help books. So many. Like I've never read in high school. I never even read in college. I spark noted everything. But all of a sudden in 2019, I was just reading books every month. Um, I did so much and I was obsessed with it. I was journaling every single day to the point where I I was obsessed with improving myself because I kept thinking that there was something wrong with me and that if I could be a good person, and I remember writing this in my journal, all I want to be is a good person. And like thinking about that now, when you write something like that, it's implying that right now you're not a good person. And so I think like reading this, I think that was one of the first things that came up for me, not letting yourself be in someone else's life, whether it's romantically or in a friendship or any relationship, because there's so much inner work or healing that I need to do. That's implying that there's something wrong with you right now and that you don't deserve to be around or like feel the love and support that other people can give to you. There's no like, you deserve this or you don't deserve this. You know, mm-hmm. we all deserve it. We're we're all both good and bad. And while you work on yourself, you can still have that with other people. But of course, back in 2019, I didn't, I didn't believe that. I was like, no, no dating. I didn't even want to go to my friends for things. I only wanted to show up as the best version of myself to friends. And so, yeah, what was that? Like four years now? Mm -hmm. Five years? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now you're meeting your boyfriend's family? (laughs) Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. So I, okay. So what happened for me was when I ended up meeting my boyfriend. By the time I was dating, there were these moments that I would remember breaking down and crying, and telling him, "I feel like I'm a broken person. That like we shouldn't. I shouldn't date." I'm not ready to date. I feel like there's so much work that I need to do. And of course, at that time, he didn't fully know my life and my context and where I was coming from yet. But I was talking to him about this this morning, actually. And I was like, oh, do you remember back then when I used to say like, oh, I'm a broken person? Like, he was like, you still say that. And I'm like, you're right. I do still say that. (laughs) It's still something that I'm working on. But I think why I'm sharing this is my perception of myself which is like maybe you think that you're broken maybe you think that you need to be a better person in order to be worthy of love all you really need is 
one other person, someone, another voice in your head, whether that's you shifting your own voice, you having your best friend remind you, you reading self-help books for like other voices to remind you, or in my case, like in this specific situation, my boyfriend reminding me that, you know, you might feel that way, but I don't see that in you. Even after I've learned everything about you and where you've come from, I don't feel that about you. And so it'll take time, but we can get through it together. That was like what really helped. And so bringing that full circle to now 2022, it's like so mind-blowing to me that I am meeting someone else's family. And I think for me, this was kind of a bigger deal than previous relationships because we had to fly to go meet someone's parents versus in the past they live like 15 minutes 20 minutes away so it felt a little bit more casual this was like a I'm going to meet your parents for a mm-hmm. week and stay at their house you know yeah <laughs> that was so sweet it's like straight out of a straight out of the script of a k-drama oh gosh <laughs> and he can cook and he takes good care of you, and he has great parents. Wow. <laughs> Aww. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So when I was reading this question earlier and you're talking about how there's so much inner work and healing that I need to do, one thing that popped up was how you really shifted your entire life when you moved to New York. For six years, you really changed. And when I say like Rowena in college was a different like The Rowena I met was a completely different Rowena than she is now. I mean, obviously, you're still the same person, but lifestyle was just so different. What happened for you during that time? And does any of that relate to what this listener is experiencing as well? I think it always starts with relationships. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Like a breakup, right? Yeah, with your breakup, with my breakup. So -hmm. there's many reasons why I moved to New York. I think, you know, spiritually I was being called. I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast before, but I just felt like something within me, like my intuition was like, go to New York. So that was more like intrinsic spiritual. But on the surface, there was things like, you know, I was like, I broke up with my boyfriend, but then we're like, still talking and then it's just like this weird dance that we've been doing for most of our relationship where it's like I kind of never really knew and then he also didn't really know but because we both didn't know and didn't want to be the first person to like define the relationship or like to talk about these things it just there was just no communication so a part of it was like I wanted to run away from that another part was I was living at home for six months after graduating and I was like I love my mom love her to death but (laughs) girl needs some space to breathe. (laughs) So many reasons brought me to New York, but I will say the decision of why I chose to be single, I didn't set out to be single for that long, 
it was just I knew that I knew who I was in a relationship and at that time I was confident enough in her to know that she knows how to love she knows how to care for someone she knows how to take care of someone and she can be in a relationship these are all things that are great but I realized I didn't know who I was I didn't know how to take care of myself and I didn't know how to just Mm. be with myself because before this, this was my second relationship. My first relationship was pretty much back to back, like of three, four years and another like four years. So I realized through journaling at one point that I've been in a relationship for about seven years straight, even though it's two relationships. I was just like, you know, you've done this and you lived this life for a long time. And I think this was a reoccurring theme when I first moved to New York to like reconnect with spirituality to start cutting off a lot of the things that I used to do I mean the main one just being drinking and going out Mm -hmm. but you know the thing that I would tell myself is you've lived this way for so long it's brought you to where you are you're not the happiest so why not try something else if you don't like the something else you can always go back to the life that you're living so I think that was the kind of thinking with to be single it was also to like try this like more spiritual life and one year turned into two years turned into three turned into four turned into five and I just never really looked back to be fair I wasn't I I maybe you can maybe you know me better than I know myself I don't think I was looking I don't necessarily think I was open but I wasn't like opposed to it I think it just wasn't a priority, finding a significant other, until it was. And then James, I met him the night of. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So to tie it back to the question, I feel like I wasn't super set on, I need to do this before I can do this. It was more of like a, I've done this for so long, let me try something else. And it just so happened to be that during this time I was spending by myself, I did a lot of reflection and it helped me kind of helped me grow into the person that I am today but Mm -hmm. what she said about flip-flopping between anxious and avoidant was textbook Rowena in college and Mm -hmm. I think there's a reason why we weren't as close as we are now as we were before because I would like put everyone at least at an arm's length distance because Mm -hmm. as you said I just wanted to show my best self or I don't know, when you're depressed or when you're not in a good place, you just push everyone away if you're naturally more avoidant. And then because you're avoidant, you like aren't as close to your friends and or partners. So it makes you anxious. It's like it was this weird thing that just wasn't a good place to be. Mm -hmm. So... The question of, is this a normal thought to have during the inner work journey? I think absolutely. If you ever want to work on yourself, you're probably already more hard on yourself compared to the, like, compared to, like, the average person. So it's normal to have these thoughts. It's normal to, you know, maybe want to protect others from yourself. Because I think this also comes from, I mean, we're both Asian and we both you know more or less don't like burdening other people especially with something that you feel can be heavy or like if you feel you're quote-unquote like 
what did you call yourself? Your broken. <laughs> I don't, don't want to say that out loud. But yes, you I know, feel like, like I'm but, a yeah. Okay, sorry. Go, go. No, no, I think I think you're beautiful and perfect just the way you are. Thank you. <laughs> but because we're already naturally inclined to feel this way about ourselves, and to put a spotlight on your imperfections, I think it's natural that this is what will come out of it. But I think as Viv was saying earlier, especially with like the advice that she would give her younger self is that, you know, I thought, I thought to. It reminds me of when you shared two mediocre companies coming together. Does it make a great company? Yes. Do we need to be two great people in great places mm-hmm. aligned in order to be in a great romantic relationship mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes and no <laughs> <laughs> i feel like two great people coming together will definitely make a great company but i think it's the expectation for yourself to be a great person or like a great company right before you can meet this other person so in the specific video that you're talking about um like one of my first relationship videos i did talk about how you know spend the time that you're single to work on yourself so that when you meet your person you guys can both be great together and this was one of i think this is actually my only video where i got a lot of constructive like opposing but like non-angry like i never get really like angry things but there's just mm-hmm. a lot of people who are helping me see another perspective and seeing the other side of they're with such supportive partners that they can grow with their partner. So I think yeah. when I first saw these comments, in my mind, I was like, yes, I see where you're coming from, but no, that's not me until I met James. <laughs> <laughs> so like a few and years later, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I understand. And so, you know, I think because we're all such unique human beings and the way that we process and navigate life is so different the way that we make decisions will also be different right so i Mm -hmm. think because i'm more extreme and viv is also quite extreme we're like twin flames when it comes to (laughs) aries and intenseness i was like i'm gonna be single and i'm gonna work on myself and then when my person comes like they'll come and i think that could work right Clearly for me and you, it like worked. Mm -hmm. However, I think now that I've lived through the other side of you can be with someone with them supporting you and still continue to grow. Yeah. Like both can happen. Yeah. I probably lean more towards like you don't have to be great, but you have to be like more mindful and aware of like where both of you are as a couple, yes. where where you are individually, where they are as well, and then together where you are in that season of life. And that's the part that's hard to manage. So I can imagine a, in a more ideal world where like I'm more grounded, I'm more stable. And so then being in a relationship is a lot easier for me. And so of course, if two people are like that, it could be a lot easier to communicate, right? Like if you 
are really solid in communication, for example, it might make it easier with another partner who is. But at the same time, if you're not so good at it or if it's not your strength, what I realized is that you can't really learn that unless you're in a relationship with someone. I can't practice communicating with my partner if I don't have a partner to like make me so angry and like so frustrated and so yeah. impatient and then this other side of you comes out so that it allows for you to practice and grow together and I think every relationship is going to be different every partner you're with is also going to bring out different parts of you but at the end of the day it's kind of just where you are and what you want and what works for you with this listener's question I think it's a little bit less about finding a romantic partner though and like being in a relationship and more about how do you love yourself more because I think where she's coming from is she's wanting to protect other people from maybe like the burden of what she carries or like who she is as a person but for me what that really sounds like is like maybe just spending a little bit more time on hmm I, I see like my younger self in this listener like I wish I could go back and tell her that she is enough as she is and wherever she is currently in life is based on her circumstance right it's like she mentioned her dad left her I don't know at a younger age or before and so her mom has had to carry the burden of taking care of the family and that definitely is going to play into her life as well right like maybe she hasn't had a healthy relationship to like look up to and so she doesn't believe that it's possible to bring your I don't want to call it baggage because it's not necessarily baggage but just to bring harder feelings that you carry into a relationship that has nothing to do with someone else but if that person loves and cares for you which they do and you're probably telling yourself that they don't or that you're not good enough for them they can actually help you and that's what I've definitely found in my friendships with you other best friends like especially my relationship right now apparently I still tell him I'm broken all the time and he's like <laughs> you're not but okay we'll work on it yeah Aww. so I feel you girl <laughs> Yeah, and another thing I just highlighted is her saying, you know, it is stemming from fear of abandonment and fear that if I can't be perfect or good enough that I'll be tossed aside. Because so I feel like this is, again, if you are naturally more introspective and have perfectionist tendencies, it's like very front and center. And I don't know what I was going to say. And it's very valid. No, I... I think that's a great point to bring up because when you have these perfectionistic standards for yourself, it's really unrealistic. And what I mean by that is like, for example, if you think about someone you love, maybe one of your friends, like a best friend, you love this person, you care a lot about this person, and there are a lot of great things that you can identify within this person but I am sure that there are things about this person who also like annoys you or they've made decisions in their life currently where you're like question mark why are you doing that that makes no sense and so this person who you love so much and care so much about they're not perfect either 
But when they do do these things, does that mean you're going to like slice them out of your life? No, right? You understand and you understand like the whole story of where they're coming from. And I think in that same way, you are not a perfect person. You have great characteristics about yourself. Even the the fact that you want to be better, you want to do the inner work, that's something that you can celebrate within yourself, right? Not everyone wants to do that. And so recognizing that you will have good and bad parts of you, but it's never going to be 100% good. It's impossible. And you, it, it's not going to happen. So yeah, like it's not going to happen. You're not going to be 100% good. It's just like, you know, saying a lifetime of inner work to be done. I... I think Viv also agrees that inner work will truly never end and it will truly last a lifetime. But I think it's how we we can approach it many different ways, right? It's like a very simple example is when Rowena used to film YouTube videos, she'd be very hard on herself. Like, you sound stupid. You sound dumb. You don't, you know, like, why is this taking you so long? Why are you always procrastinating? This is one way to get something done. And the results, you know, even though I can fake it to make it seem like I'm okay and I'm nice to myself, it still like leaks out in certain ways, right? Another way to do it is, you know, which is the way that I've been trying to do it is I tell myself, you're doing great. This is amazing. Keep going. I love you, right? It's like two Mm -hmm. very different voices in your head that will quite honestly give you two drastically different results and I think it's the same with everything we do in our life right if we need to get from point a to point b we can go about that in a very intense like head down grinding way which you know like it's what I did for a while it's what Viv did for a while but I think now that maybe it's with age maybe it's with I don't know, adulting, growing up, letting go, that we're just like, you know, if I'm going to venture down this journey, might as well be a little kinder to myself, be a little nicer to myself. And I think, as Viv said, it really is this element of self-love and self-acceptance that, you know, like, yes, you can just say self-love and self-acceptance, but when you really put it into practice, you will come to this beautiful like come to these beautiful realizations that life is meant to keep discovering and rediscovering yourself and there's so much beauty to that yeah it's even better when you're able to do it with people you love and trust because you just learn and grow together which I think it's it's the meaning of life it's like you know yeah And the only way to do that is to let them in, like is not you can't protect, protect them from you in a way, I think the statement of like, how do I protect others from myself? It's can it be interchangeable with like protecting others from you? Maybe like you're just protecting yourself from hurt. You don't want someone to leave, right? Like the fear of Mm -hmm. abandonment is um, it's painful when someone leaves and it's hurtful. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's because of you. I think also what you shared earlier about self-love and self-acceptance, it is really accepting the bad. One, you have to acknowledge whatever you consider is bad and then just accept it for what it is. So for example, like I think for a long time, and this is something I still struggle with, 
when I have negative emotions in my mind, I think I'm a bad person for having negative emotions. So if I'm really, really sad and I have like a month or two where I'm just like really not okay, I think that like I'm a burden for being a sad person in someone else's life. Or if I'm really mad and I snap at someone, I'll think like, oh, if I was a good person, I wouldn't have been so mad. I would have been able to control that emotion. And something that I realized is I do have a lot of sadness in me and I do have a lot of anger in me and I just need to acknowledge that that is the fact instead of trying to suppress it and then just be with it, right? And so when you're able to be with whatever it is that you think is bad, in my case, it's these negative emotions, over time, you start to accept that as a part of who you are And you just learn how to manage it better or like be with it better. So yes, I am a sad person and maybe I'll be a sad person for like two years. But you know what? I That doesn't make me like not joyful or not happy. It doesn't mean that when I have experiences throughout the year where they are positive, that that's not also me. I'm not just always, you know, bad or whatever it is that Mm -hmm. you feel. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of the spectrum of emotions is that, you know, you can feel multiple contradicting feelings at the same time, as we talked about in a previous episode. And so holding space for maybe some of the quote unquote negative ones that you maybe don't want to feel, if you're able to hold space for that, it will also highlight the joys and like the happiness and the quote unquote positive emotions. And I think you know, even saying some are negative and saying some are positive, I think, yeah, growing up, we have been taught and maybe even conditioned in a way to not feel the negative things and that it's bad and that Mm -hmm. you shouldn't. So when we do feel sad, anger, whatever, we think we're doing something wrong. When in reality, these feelings are just as valid and important as the quote-unquote good or positive ones. So to not be afraid of sit in these feelings, as I've just said, because it is really through these moments that we will be able to break through and learn to love and accept ourselves and to not call ourselves broken. I know, I'm working on it. No, it is. It's true. It's true. It's hard. But I think like even just this conversation, both of us, you know, okay, I guess my question for you too is that I know in some of your YouTube videos, you've shared before that because you used to party really hard and used to, you know, do all of these things that maybe you were ashamed, you are ashamed of now. What? Do all of these things. Do all of these yes, things. Keep it that, vague. <laughs> that you are now ashamed of, you know, the previous you. Do you feel that some point on your journey of kind of flipping to the opposite way, you felt like you had to overcompensate for some of those things? Like shut, you know, people or things out or yeah, like what did you feel during that time? Because now, you know, you're at the other end where you've accepted the past you. You've accepted the head down, working really hard, spiritual you. And you're kind of in a more middle, like, balanced place. Mm-hmm. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, like, what about that 
that time when you did buckle down and, Mm -hmm. you know, really focused on yourself? A thousand percent. I feel like I was definitely overcompensating for lost times. Like to me, it was really lost times, especially because I grew up with the spiritual practice. And I was like, ah, you know, if I stayed on course, then I wouldn't have gone as far off the deep end as I did. So I wanted to, I guess in a way, I definitely wanted to make up for lost times, which is what kind of swung me to the other extreme. And now, as you said, I'm finding more of the middle path where it's, you know, just do the things I'm supposed to do. Don't overthink it. Don't overstress it. If I'm going to do something, be happy about doing it because, you know, a life lived in stress and tense and just anger and frustration as my at myself is not <laughs> the best way to live. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I definitely think during those times I pulled back. Not necessarily in a way to protect others from myself, but I think if I didn't interact with anyone, then I wouldn't have to deal with any interpersonal things. This is definitely mm-hmm. like an, it wasn't a conscious thing that I did, but it was something that I realized. And I think maybe we shared about here, or like I've definitely shared with you, Viv, where mm-hmm. I realized, you know, if tribulations come from interpersonal conflicts and miscommunication if there's no one to communicate with then there will be no miscommunication so I think Mm -hmm. in a way I did kind of subject myself or like do what our listener is asking us about even though it wasn't intentional it definitely was like it became a byproduct and then because I was working so hard and because I was reconnecting with spirituality, I was like, yes, these are far nobler things and pursuits than what I was doing in my youth. But yes, lo and behold, <laughs> you can't run away from anything for too long. And I am now trying to just live a bit slower, to be even more kind to myself and to mm-hmm. acknowledge the fact that I think the difference between, this is like a little tangible, I think the difference between me and you, Viv, is that you're very honest. And when you're like, I feel this way about myself, I'm just going to say it. Mm-hmm. I think if I'm being honest with myself, I probably, did I think I was broken? I definitely think there's parts of me that are probably unlovable or that for whatever reason, I had to be perfect to be loved. Mm-hmm. I think it's just soothing that side of me and telling her that she is okay just the way she is and that perfectionism like perfect isn't real it's never going to be real it's totally impossible to attain I think the more I really reminded myself of that the more I was able to be myself to show up as myself and to be loved for myself I think first in my relationship with James and then you know, I'm sure ever since I met James, our relationship has also probably changed for the better in that I became more open and, you know, open. Um, so yeah, I just, it's, it's weird because I am naturally a very open person, but I've learned over the past few months slash year that I kept like my heart very, very closed like the things that I was really insecure about or the things that 
yeah, I don't know. I, I think I still kept people at like, instead of an arm's distance, it was like a pinky's distance to be like, just in case. <laughs> I don't know. want them to be hurt or and I don't want myself to be hurt. So the distance has shrunk. And I think now it's just maybe like a fingernail. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. you know i think secrets i think a lot of people feel this way and and actually like as you were sharing i was thinking i definitely feel that way too and i'm curious how many people who listen also feel that way because it's not like i talked like obviously we're like sharing this on a podcast and thousands (laughs) of people are listening but my reality like my life I'm only talking to like five other people about this. You know, I'm not having these conversations with the majority of the people that I know. And so I'm curious how many people actually feel the same way. Or is it just like me and my circle of friends? (laughs) Let us know. Send us an email. Yeah, I'm because this feels like the story of my life. Like it feels like I'm always trying to like be better so that I'm like worthy of love and I'm now knowing that like that's not the case and I'm letting myself experience life a different way but it's so hard sometimes when that voice of you're not good enough you're bad is so loud and I think like what I would also share with the listener is that you know you're we're we're all good and bad I think like with the society that like we currently live in also just even with marketing and advertising, they're all pointing out all these bad things about us that we need to improve on. And so if we look a certain way, if we act a certain way, behave a certain way, then we're going to get the perfect ideal life and everyone will love us and we'll be accepted. But the reality is we already are. We just need to accept and love ourselves first. And so much of your energy, I think, will also change as you show up in life, once you start resonating with that idea or that that thought, yeah, work in progress. <laughs> work in progress. But yeah, I mean, we've been we've been sold a way to be, and it is not. You know, if it doesn't resonate with you, it doesn't resonate with you. You know, mm-hmm. this is why uh, we talk about the importance of what we consume to not spend too much time on social media to only consume content that fuels your soul. Mm-hmm. I think my last little train of thought is this idea of healing ourselves and doing the inner work. I feel like it's good to want to work on yourself. That awareness is already the biggest step. I just want us to be mindful of how we talk to ourselves as well. For example, Ironically, not ironically, the most popular genre of video on YouTube within the self-care productivity space is how to get your life together. It will be the bane of my existence. I never want to create videos with that title ever again, but it just always gets the views. But I think my perspective on that has changed so much within the past even like year or two that You know, to feel like you need to get your life together, to feel like you need to heal yourself, to feel like you need to do all this inner work means that your life isn't together, means that you are, quote unquote, not healed or like some part of you is not whole. So you need to heal heal yourself. That train of thought, we're already setting ourselves up for failure Mm -hmm. as opposed to I am whole. My life is already together. 
sometimes things get meshy, and I feel a little meshy, but it's okay. <laughs> and I just pick things up from the floor, and like I move on with my life. I think this is, as we we're saying earlier, it's just two very different ways to kind of look at the same thing. And I think this perspective shift is very, very important. And to be able to look at this from a growth mindset, to be able to look at this through a lens that things are temporary and that because you're going through this now, it won't mean that you're going through it forever. Even though I truly believe that this this journey of self-improvement will literally never end, the reason why this is temporary is that you will learn something and then it's kind of like you're leveling up, right? So there's still temporariness to this foreverness, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's just really reshifting our perspective and changing the way we talk to ourselves and or perceive ourselves. I love it. Embrace the messiness. Be present. You are whole. We love you. We love you, Kay. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's great. This is um this is a really good reminder episode for me too cuz obviously this is something that I'm still dealing with. And so I don't know, it's like really comforting that you know, a stranger feels this way, you felt this way, I still feel this way and I'm I sure many feel people this way. too. <laughs> we all still feel this I think way. We all feel this. Way. Yeah. We all feel this way. Yeah, so um, I don't know. This is a nice little conversation that we had on a normal hour on a Saturday. Yay! So if you guys have any other questions, if this resonated with you, if there's anything you'd like to share, feel free to send us an email at hello at voicehugspodcast.com or DM us at voicehugspodcast. We hope you have a great day wherever you are in the world. Sending everyone lots of voice hugs. Voice hugs. Bye. Voice hugs. Bye.